A design David begins throwing stones at a gothic Goliath and goes largely unnoticed, for now. How depression culture influences fashion. But don't worry, I'm on my meds. That's today on the Genspec Fashion Cast. What am I? Who are we? Am I having an identity crisis at this age? I might be. Maybe just a little insane. Probably not. Probably more normal than most. Um, Like they say, the more personal, the more universal the wound. And I would imagine by extension the personality trait. But who cares about all that? We want to talk about something interesting, like design, graphic design, or fashion, perhaps. So, if you are, well, first let's talk about a book called iGen by Jin Twang, and it basically is really depressing. It's pretty uh, hard to read because of how, again, like depressing it is because it talks about the state of the youngest generation, Gen Gen Z. Um, I call them Gen Z. I know some people say Zoomers, but um, I think that that is uh, to kind of cast their essence onto boomers. And I think boomers is an actual word. So um, I think they deserve deserve their own name, which would be Gen Z. Um, So basically, this book is about them. Um, It was written a few years ago, so who knows like how current it is. By a few years, I mean 2018. So a little bit dated, to be honest with you. I mean that was before um, you know the whole lockdown, um, the pandemic. So. Definitely, the data is probably a little bit different now. But with all that aside, um, a lot of people... Well, so one of the points from that book is that Gen Z people typically don't have the same hangout spots as Millennials and Gen X. So for those two, maybe a little bit of the boomers, uh, because there is a little bit of bleed over. Like, for example, I was born in a time that makes me a millennial, but I also have friends who are slightly older than me and they're like middle 30s, mid 30s. Um, And then there are younger millennials. So it really just runs the gamut. But there are members of Gen Z that um, they typically don't go to the mall as much. That's one of the things that is in this book, uh, iGen by Jean Twang, Twang, I think, or Twinge pretty sure it's twin and she has a co-author um but uh alas the book is not in front of me so gene twin shall be the author and uh so gen z if they do this is obviously broad strokes just like any data and statistics it's not like we're talking about 20 people here we're talking about 
large groups of people, uh, a massive segment of, let's say, the U.S. population. So we're making broad strokes here. But generally what they found is that that group doesn't go to the mall as much as a hangout spot. And I certainly did growing up. A lot of people did. A lot of people have their uh, memories of them going to the mall, going to the food court, seeing people from your high school there. Um, and also that was where we did a, a lot of our shopping, um, to be honest. Uh, I like to wear clothes from Zoomies, which back then was called Fast Forward. Uh, Hot Topic was incredibly popular uh, when I was in high school at my high school, just general stuff that you could find at Hot Topic. PacSun was really popular. And uh, there used to be a, a store when I was a little bit younger, like middle school, called Gadzooks, which is sort of like a, it was sort of like a cross between Hot Topic and Spencer's, uh, which is another thing that we want to get into, Spencer's, Spencer's Gifts and Novelties. So uh, this is a brand, um, and uh, you know the reason why we bring that up is because Spencer's primarily, for a lot of people's experience, was experienced through the mall culture. You'd go to the mall, and you walk in, there'd be that store, Hot Topic. There used to be another store that was similar called Black Fly. Again, very like part part music culture with the band tees and the fashion items like they would have studded belts you know have your black studded belts um, and your black studded cuffs and your novelty type objects like keychains things like that Um, but then they would also have your kind of edgy funny graphic design t-shirts and uh, i feel like nowadays spencer's has really uh, embodied that space it's kind of a tie between Spencer's and Hot Topic, but with Hot Topic, I feel like a lot of it is licensed materials. So we're talking about bands, we're talking about references to TV shows, we're talking about um, outright just like a TV logo. So there's like a reference, like let me give you an example. Let's say you like the show The Office, you know, and in that show, they're, they work for the, I think it's like a paper company. I don't, I haven't really watched too much of it, but uh, it's called Dunder Mifflin, right? So I know this because you would also see people wearing the shirts that say Dunder Mifflin, almost as if it's a real company, but it's not. It's kind of like a nod to the show, kind of like an inside joke, kind of like a reference. Or you might have a show, or excuse me, a t-shirt that just says The Office. So you have kind of two ways of of showing your fealty to that show you could have something that references it something that is like a almost like a parody or a reference as if it was a an actual thing or you could just have the logo you know you could have a shirt that says friends and it's the same logo that they show at the beginning of the show something along those lines So I've noticed that that is a lot of what Hot Topic is. It's got a lot of band stuff. It's got a lot of TV stuff. Um, There is some crossover as well. Uh, I noticed that Spencer's has, for example, a lot of Sublime, like the band t-shirts. But Hot Topic has more of their t-shirts that look like they would have come straight from Sublime. Now, I can tell you, and I've been a Sublime fan for 
a long time since I was like a kid and my sister showed them to me that they're not the official Sublime shirts. And I only know that because I'm sort of a nerd and also sort of a fashion freak, as mentioned previously. So they like are licensed designs, but I noticed this especially more so with Spencer's that they take the iconography of the IP, as they call it, the intellectual property or the brand or the in this case, I, was, I suppose it would be an IP because Sublime is not a brand. It's a band. And uh, they use the sun, the little sun that's from the album art of 40 Ounces, 40 Ounces to Freedom. They use that sun. Um, they might use the typography that's used in their album art. But they don't necessarily have the classic Sublime t-shirt that just had the 40 Ounces to Freedom sun album art on it and then i think it says sublime in like a block letter at the bottom they have like shirts that are kind of mis mishmashed with that iconography like i saw one that had the sun and then it said sublime and then it had like a lowrider <laughs> like a 50s like car with fins on it so i guess trying to tie it to like west coast culture was what i got and this is very west coast for sure um but for example you know it's it was sort of like some third party designer i think just took the the pieces of that ip and was like put them on a shirt that also included something that was sort of west coast lowrider so they abstracted the idea and turned it into something else so Spencer's also has some really cool stuff from what I've noticed is uh, different designers. So um, there is one that I'm going to go ahead and turn my internet on for the time being so that I can pull this up. All right. So they have this uh, partnership with a designer slash artist I would say called Tragic Girls Co. Her name is Katie Mansfield. She bills herself as an artist on Instagram. She has 303,000 followers. Here's her profile. It says, art for sad rad babes, and then it has a twinkle emoji. Spencer's follows her, which is an official verified account. Um, And then it says, support the Betty Bones Kickstarter. Betty Bones is um a sort of well it's a i would say it's an image that she designed it's a woman that has blue hair (laughs) has like a black uh black mini black dress that kind of cinches in at the waist and then uh ends mid mid thigh and half of her is see-through or is x-ray and it's like she has green skeleton. She's a green. She has green bones, um, and she's wearing pink high heels. So they made that into a an action figure, and you can order it online. But they've also been carrying her um, merchandise and Spencer's. So I thought that was really cool. First off, that uh, they had some third party people in there, and uh, you know. With the branding that I've been doing for Lamb Dog, for example, we have been trying to borrow from 
what is already out there, which is actually not that uncommon. So if you take something um, like, let's say Pepsi just came out, you know, or even let me give you an, an example that actually happened, the Pepsi challenge, you know, where they would blindfold people and they wouldn't have them taste some random beverage that no one had heard of. They put it against Coke. So they took something that already existed and they said, hey, look, try our product, see which one you like better, do it without the brand recognition or the name recognition and see which one you like better. And the whole premise behind it was that people actually liked Pepsi better, even though I don't think that was actually the findings of the experiment. Um, It was more of like a marketing um, concept, which I think is pretty cool. So that it's not uncommon to say hey you know well there you know what spencer's is so lamb dog is x y or z in conjunction with spencer's so but we've also tried to say okay well then we're what makes us different than spencer's or black fly which went out of business or hot topic which is now just all licensed stuff or um got zooks which also went out of business what makes us different well it is supposed to be extremely well-designed, even elegantly designed. Uh, and it's supposed to be slightly edgier, just slightly edgier and uh, cohesive. So that's why we will tie in things like it's the Macintosh of, of edgy graphic design tees. It's like if Steve Jobs ran Spencer's. So that's why I bring up Spencer's uh, in particular. And if you go to their Instagram, you'll see a whole host of different things. One of the things that I like about Spencer's is what they're doing with the Tragic Girls Co. Supporting an artist, and I actually think that her art is really cool. It's very retro, um, and it's pretty absurd. Uh, It's just very edgy, very cool, Um, and uh, it's kind of comic book style, graphic novel style. So, um, And it has an interesting message. It's sort of a neo-feminism message. and um, that's really something that a lot of people are latching onto, and I am all for it. I mean, you know, it's I don't I don't really try to label myself anything, but um, I do like good art, and most art has a message. And if it doesn't, you know, it still could be effective. I guess if your message is that there is no message. Um, that would be pretty difficult to pull off, I would assume. But, um, you know, art is in some ways a challenge, too. So maybe that could be a challenge for someone uh, through some sort of medium. So um, that has been the approach that we want to take with the designs. And so I got the idea the other night when I posted something that, because one thing I will say is, you know, just like the Pepsi challenge, part of the strategy is to say, hey, look, this is what separates Lamb Dog. This is what makes it different. This is what would make it separate from the other selections that are out there and what would actually warrant people to spend their hard-earned money on it is that it's slightly edgier. It has better design that's another big key factor that we want to hang our hat on is that it's well designed that's why we invoke steve jobs because he's really well known for um the ease of use the ease of design you know that it's for example if i've never seen the office and you wear a shirt that says dunder mifflin 
um, I won't understand that. But if you're wearing a shirt that says, like a recent design that hasn't made it to a shirt yet that says, uh, you know, autism, born with it, uh, screwed from the beginning, you know, and uh, it's uh, supposed to be silly, you know, um, that's something that someone, you don't need to know about a particular thing. It has a message that resonates on its own. And even though licensed stuff can, I'm sure, be extremely lucrative, which is why I have no other conclusion as to why so many different graphic t-shirt companies do that. Like um, Urban Outfitters does that. Even like these really cheapo type of places, not cheap in a bad way, cheap in like low low cost. Um, like that one that um, people order a lot from, and it's like, it comes from like China. Um, forget the word or the name of it, but it's really low cost. So, um, and, uh, people will buy stuff from there and they have like things that say Grateful Dead or, you know, the, um, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, random stuff like that. And so people will buy it just because they know what that IP is. So, um... I found a post that Spencer's had put up that said, uh, smoke big doobies, smack fat booties or something like that. And, uh, I thought that was kind of low brow. So I put one of my designs next to it, which was, uh, let's go ahead and take a look. The design that I put next to it was, uh, the cat. It's a cat with, um, and it says, Nico Femboy for her became Nico Femboy for my own self, dot, dot, dot. But she still won't return my calls. And uh, it's pretty, I spent a lot of time laying it out and the colors are intentional. And so I put our designs and then a little like emoji that basically mimics like the like is are greater than. It was actually the skip emoji, like skip the track that's playing. And then it says there... Our messaging, skip emoji, their messaging. And then if you swipe to the left, you would see the uh, smoke fat doobies, smack fat booties. And uh, and then I put like some like soy, soy jack face <laughs> on them. Like from uh, the faces from the memes, like the like, you know, fedora hat wearing type of caricature. Just to kind of imply that it was like really lowbrow humor. Um and uh, it tagged Spencer. So that was the first shot pew, ever taken at the competition. Did they respond? No, they did not. But uh, they did like a comment that I made under the tragic uh, Girls Co. post later on. So they know who I am. And if they don't know that I'm coming for them, they will soon enough. Not that I care about Spencer's, but... Uh, we are, uh, they are, let's just say like this, they occupy a lane that um, makes a lot of sense for the brand that uh, we got going right here, which is also the one that happens to uh, sponsor the, or uh, produce rather, not sponsor, the Genspec Fashion Cast, which is just great. So I also want to talk about how depression culture influences fashion. So one of the things when I first started out, a lot of people would say uh, when they would look at my content is they would say, <laughs> they would say, it seems like you're depressed. 
And um, well, again, I don't I don't adopt too many labels or whatever. Um, and that's that's partially intentional because I think that that's a good that's just first off that's my form of humor, and I think it's a good form of humor. Um, and also speaking again of Spencer's, not that I cyber stalked them or anything, uh, but they had this one design that they posted on their Instagram where it was a picture of like some occult pattern, like a star or something inside of like a pentagram, and it said something about like. Um, something leave me alone you know it was very like antisocial or whatever but it also was like in this thing that kind of insinuated that the person was down with the occult so it was like well i'm a cult i'm evil and then also i don't like you i don't like people so leave me alone that was the message behind the the uh, uh piece but they also grouped it with funny edgier stuff like you know it was like it was a whole like occult section so it was like oh witch please you know instead of the b word so, um, and so that is nothing new, but what I haven't seen is it hammered on, uh, as hardcore as I think it could be. And, uh, so that's one thing that we are really trying to do now. Um, we in no way want to make fun of anyone who has an actual mental disorder. Um, I know a few people who have succumbed to, having a mental disorder and um but at the same time getting really real here uh that's a decision that everyone makes anyone makes and they have that decision to make whether it's the right decision or not that's really not for me to say um but it is one that people have taken before and it is something that um you know, people say it's like the coward's way out. Well, you know, that may be true, but some people take it. Um, and that's kind of the, I think, the worst culmination that a lot of people have that they can imagine about mental health is, you know, the ultimate culmination of it, which is where you uh, um, end your experience of life. So... And that may be true, but um, I guess you could say there are other ones. I mean, you could become homeless and uh, homeless with mental health issues. That also seems like a pretty horrible fate. So, but on the flip side, again, even though all that may be true and we can be sensitive to that, and um, of course we are sensitive to that, um, there is a side of humor that people share that whether or not they admit it and maybe some people have it to a a different degree but um, people resonate with edgy humor and people resonate with um, humor that is not gallows humor because some people say well that's gallows humor gallows humor is when you feel like you're at the end of your rope and so you start joking and making light of the situation because you're at the end of your of your rope you're at the end of your life and you, you know, look back and say, well, you know, I guess it, uh, everyone has their day that they go, huh? And that's gallows humor. But I wouldn't say that edgy humor about mental health is gallows humor because it doesn't imply that it's, you're at the end looking back and saying, wow, what a, how absurd was it looking back? It's being in the midst of it and saying, hey, this is absurd. Let's laugh about it. Big key difference there.
big key difference. So we have some designs that echo that um, as if uh, people probably didn't think I uh, was troubled already. There are uh, some other ones that uh, I, I am uh, in the process of putting up. And if they don't go up as t-shirts, they will at least go up as designs that will be displayed on the Instagram page. And then hopefully eventually to the website. They're definitely in the process of getting transported over to the website, but that is a not a quick lift, and uh, but it's we're small chunking it, which is really great. So we're getting there, and um, that's the point that we wanted to make with that is that uh, edgy is funny in 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 so far as it is good and doesn't come from a bad place and you know I was uh, I had to see I've seen several therapists through my life um, and they have I've been through different cycles of medication and all that type of stuff so I'm pretty well versed I would say on um, I'm not a psychologist or a doctor by any means but I know what it I know what it feels like to suffer as do many people you know, I would not take that away from people at all. Many people know the meaning of suffering. They know the meaning of grief. They know the meaning of loss, confusion, anxiety, depression, hopelessness, um, and sometimes even worse. Sometimes even worse. Psychosis, hallucinations, um, dread. Um, so, um, but even though all that may be the case, at the same time, um, we all like to have a good laugh, and that is one thing that I really try to bring out with um, with the brand. But also, uh, that is the type of humor that resonates with me, and also that um, sort of just emanates. <laughs> you know, when when I like to joke around, typically it's pretty um, pretty out there. Um, it is typically something that you know, maybe I wouldn't say at my workplace, and I don't unless you know, it's around the right crowd. And I actually think that that is kind of a cool approach because if you think about it, you have a sense of humor and maybe you have a group of friends that you build and you know that that group of friend resonates with your sense of humor. I know mine does, you know, 99% of the time, which is good enough for me. But then let's say if you take a brand perspective and you take someone like Spencer's, well, they definitely have a market audience. In other words, the Spencer's brand audience is definitely not the same as, say, the Polo Ralph Lauren audience with minimal crossover. Definitely two different audiences that are being catered towards. And so it doesn't make sense to try to make a catch-all that everyone's going to like. That'll just never work. It never has, and any marketing business sales book will tell you that's horrible <laughs> especially nowadays we live now in what's called the long tail economy where if you don't have something that someone wants someone else is there some they're going to go find it that the customer or consumer is going to go find it somewhere else online because they have unlimited access online and so it's branched off into this long tail where people can still be successful they're just not going to all be the Taylor Swifts and the Justin Biebers 
and the movie stars, you know, of the of the world. But you have this long tail after that spike at the beginning of, of income makers. And if you take that entire tail and add it together, it's still a ton of money, even though it's not hits. And then you start to build your your niche, or some people say niche. Um, I say niche, but then there's a saying that niches build riches. So, um, yeah, the niches get stitches. I'll grab my coat. Um, so, you definitely want to cater to your niche. And um, so... That's not to say, well, if you don't think that it's funny, <laughs> then buzz off. Um, but that is just generally how it's it's going to shake out. And um, I got a uh, positive comment on an Instagram post for the first time from a complete stranger. So thanks for that, complete stranger. Um, forget your name, but uh, man, you sure are appreciated. So... That is uh, how we're sort of borrowing off of Spencer's, and I don't uh, intend to start any social media drama or anything. Um, not like they would care, but um, I think it's time to finally start establishing where we want to stand in the space. And also on top of that, um, I've been putting out quite a few designs. Uh, in other words, taking the page, the page, the Instagram page in a, because it's primarily a visual platform, um, into a different direction, which is that it's just showcasing the designs. So it's not so copy heavy. Like I tried, it's not really featuring me as much. Um, like my face, it is distinctly showing the designs. Uh, which I think is cool because then it's like a page where it's like you can like graphic designs, you can like edgy humor, you can just like art, you can like the aesthetics of design, you can like typography. Um, one thing that really draws me is like magazine typography and design just really, really knows how to like draw the eye, pull it in. Um, I take a lot of um, inspiration from that. Movie posters as well. Just anything that's design related that's meant to showcase a an idea an object a project piece of art whatever the case may be 